0: Sure. Sure. You said you loved me, or were you just being kind, 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 kind?
1: This is the I'm So Sure podcast, and I'm Scott. And I'm
2: Kevin, and this is an episode all about Liza Minnelli's landmark 1989 album,
1: Results, that was written and produced by Pet Shop Boys. So what we have here is basically a Pet Shop Boys album all sang, sung, performed by Liza Liza Minnelli.
2: Song sung by... She sang it. Liza Minnelli. She did. So this is going to be like a new series of episodes for us. The I'm
1: So Sure Classic Album Series. And what better than to have this whole series kick off than with one of the best albums of the 80s? Results. We'll have to do one for the family. Oh, that would be a good one. Yeah.
2: And Nick Nick Kamen... No one will listen. Oh. I'm I'm afraid people might not listen to this one. But, well it's But you know what? When you mention this album to people, especially gay fellas, everyone has this album, or a lot of people have it, you know. I mean, maybe not people that are younger, much younger than we are, but like people in our age range or, you know, older, um They either have this
1: album or they've been exposed to it. They know what it is. Well, and if you are a younger person, this is um, available on streaming platforms like Apple Music. And I think it's on Amazon Music Unlimited and on Spotify. So if you've not heard this album, check it out. But if you're listening and you're not familiar with it, you're going to be exposed to some of the highlights of it. And if you are familiar with it, then you're just going to revel in hearing these songs again if you haven't heard it in a while.
2: So we were big and still are uh, big Pet Shop Boys fans, and we we were never like the kind of people that were like into musicals, and I mean I think like this generation that's a little ahead of us, right. older than us. They, the that's the
1: kind of you know gay fella that was like really into. Musicals like the Barber's dry and Loving, and, and like the the cabaret people who love like cabaret and stuff like that. Which yeah. I I've never actually even seen the movie Cabaret.
2: I mean, there are people our age and younger too that like that kind of stuff, but it it seems like it became less stereotypical of yeah. of a gay man, you know,
1: during our what do you call it generation, right? Um, so. But Liza Minnelli was someone that just... I knew who she was because she was Judy Garland's daughter. And I just remember seeing her in some movies when I was a kid. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember seeing some of New York, New York when it was on TV. And that that was, like, promoted a lot. That's when I started paying attention to movies and things like that. And then I knew what Cabaret was. I remember seeing her on, like award shows and stuff like that but i never really thought about her too much until i saw her in arthur which i thought she was really great and, and i know
2: and rent a cop
1: well that came after i haven't seen rent a cop i haven't seen arthur either but um well she plays a waitress with a heart of gold not a hooker with a heart of gold what? like she plays in, in rent a cop
2: oh okay. i think
1: she's a hooker in rent a cop i don't know
2: i just i think that was really straight to video very possibly But anyway, so it's not like we ran out and bought this album because it was Liza Minnelli. We ran out and bought it because it was like Pet Shop Shop Boys. Boys. And I don't even know if we'd heard the first single, Losing My Mind, yet. Like, I think we'd seen the video on VH1,
1: maybe. I don't remember, Before the album
2: came out. And we were just like, oh my god, that is so good. But like we said, it basically is a Pat Shop Boys album. Um, the song Losing My Mind was not written by Pet Shop Boys. That, it's a Stephen
1: Songheim song. That's from some uh, early 70s musical he did called Follies. Yeah, I don't really know. I've never heard of that. You know? Apparently there's been no revival of that.
2: <laughs> well, I'm sure there's lots of people that have heard of it, but we're just... Like we said, we're, we're out of the loop when it comes to a lot
1: of those musicals. Unless they became super mainstream. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I like Moulin Rouge, for Christ's <sighs> sakes. I that's, love that
2: Moulin wasn't Rouge. a musical. No, that's I know. I'm just saying,
1: but that's the kind. I like movie musicals like that. Um, and I love Grease, but oh, I yeah. tend to love Greece. Grease is different. I mean, that's different. I like the mainstream ones.
2: Liza's sister,
1: Lorna Luft, was in Grease, too. Yep, that did not have mainstream appeal at the time, or success at the time. Uh, it did in my house. I never saw it at the show. <gasps> I already told you that on our Grease podcast Well, episode. I still can't believe it. That's sad. I know. Sad, sad, sad. Yeah. I couldn't get my mom or dad to take me to go see it.
2: Well, I'm sorry that I didn't know you
1: then. And I didn't push the issue. They wouldn't take me to see Tron that summer either. I that came out that 35, film. that's 35 years ago. Why wouldn't they take you to see something you wanted to see? Because it just never, the timing didn't work out. I mean, I had to like mow the lawn and do all these different things for my dad to take me to go see Blade Runner, which was R-rated. So that was a special thing too. (sighs) Well, and you got in to see R, your mom took you to see R-rated movies when you were nine years old to go see some Marsha Mason joint. (laughs) Well, if Christy McNiggle was in a movie, I had to see it. What if it had extreme adult content? Well, little darlings, was rated R. Yep, and my parents drove away, left the drive-in as soon as the condom scene came up. So you stated. Mm-hmm. So anyway, back to results Liza and results. So, like you said, the first
2: single was "Losing My Mind" and "Give Yourself a Treat." If you've never seen the video, go to YouTube and look it up. But also look up Liza Minnelli on Arsenio Hall because she performed it live on his show. And oh my God, it's it's. It's, it's so out of good. Control. It's out of control. Good. She's got like this, flash dance esque shirt on, and just the part that we love so much is, and she's she's really singing
1: it live. And we just reviewed it before recording this uh, episode, and she actually, yeah, she sounded great live. Yeah. But she and she's got like a full band, and um, but there's a part
2: where she goes ha. Which is not in the recorded song.
1: And when we went back, when we were on... No, we had Eliza Minelli mania after this album came out. So we picked up some of her other albums. Really just like a greatest hits and like her Liza classic... Liza with a Z. Yeah, she had a classic um, live concert variety show that was on CBS in the early 70s that I think she won like Emmys and stuff for. And it was like her show that she had called Liza with a Z.
2: We used to drive around in your shit vet
1: listening to Liza Minnelli, Liza with a Z. Wait, now let's let's just actually for a little reference, a historical reference, let's play a little bit of something from Liza with a Z.
2: Give it to me, come on. <laughs>
0: i didn't see you now didn't you Uh uh uh-huh you tried to sneak by me now didn't you Uh uh uh-huh now give me what you promised to me give it to me come on
1: so that was camp and it's not on the album results no but we just thought we'd give you a little context a little comparison to going from something like that which was liza's usual recording output to this
0: about you. night to think about you. You said you loved me or were you just
2: So that was the single, Losing My Mind, which was a big dance hit here in the United States. And it was a big, like a top 10 single all across
1: Europe. And it was a mind scrambler.
2: Hurt So good. So I'm going to read to you from the booklet that came with the reissue of the Results album. Um, it's a fairly thick book. In fact, I've only read half of it. So far. But um, this is what Liza says about uh, the album. Quote My friend Gene Simmons from Kiss. Of course. Put the bug in my ear a few years ago about doing a pop album of contemporary songs. The record company even liked the idea. It was just a matter of who I should work with. When the Pet Shop Boys opportunity came up, I was ecstatic. So apparently she had heard the song Rent. By Pet Shop Boys, and she just fell in love with it, and she she liked the elements of the song that were it was, it's like a story. Like a lot of the Pet Shop Boys songs are like that, and she just she loved the lyrics, just the way they wrote music, right. and that's how she decided to dec- work. With yeah, them. decided to work with them. And originally, they were only supposed to do two songs for the album, but she loved working with them so much that she just asked them to do the whole album so probably our favorite song well it's not even probably our favorite song from the album is the second single which I always felt like I always wanted to hear the Pet Shop Boys yeah. do a version of it. but um, I mean,
1: that song is a pure, straight-up Pet Shop Boys song yeah, that Liza sings. It is
2: the jam.
1: It's like, on a lot of this album, they were obviously aware that they were working with her and writing songs for her, so they were styled and you know thematically kind of fit into her personality. But Don't Drop Bombs, it fits with her, but it also just seems like a Pet Shop Boys song.
2: And it has a role kind of campy,
1: kitschy video. Oh, the video's ridiculous and it's great. Yeah, I love it. I love it so much. All of these videos you need to look up if you've never seen them. They're highly entertaining. It
2: comes, the, the reissue CD comes with uh, three discs and then a
1: DVD. Which does have problems playing in some DVD players because it's PAL format, which is the standard for Europe, but it's also region-free, which means it should play on all DVD players. Yeah,
2: yep. It plays on at my house, and then it played on your Xbox. And, and my on my Mac. Yeah, but like our friend
1: Corey, um, it would not play on his player. But then when I tried it on another DVD player I have in the house, it did not work. And so. you said that was an older... That's an older Blu-ray player, yeah. yeah so. But
2: you can see the videos on YouTube. But anyway, here is... The Don't. second single from the album, and it's
1: our favorite. This is one of my
2: favorite songs, like
1: ever. Yeah, me too. And in fact, I loved it so much that I performed my own version of it. Ugh. Here is Don't no. Drop Bombs. Bye-bye. think we can all agree that it doesn't get much better than that it really doesn't
2: i i never can hear that song too much
1: never get tired of it in fact i did like what you used to do i remember making uh taking a cassette my cassette deck and recording like a 30 minute version of this song where it just looped over and then like had like instrumental breaks where i took like some of the scratching and stuff like that and just made a super long mix
2: you had a Liz Minnelli
1: poster on your wall.
2: It was like the fold-out poster sleeve from "Losing My Mind." Mm-hmm. That's so gay. But it was
1: a really—I loved actually the artwork, the photography. In fact, this—I think the that picture was taken by David LaChapelle. Oh wait, was a, It's the picture of her walking in the rain. Yeah. But then, which was the back cover of the album, but the front cover of the album, I love because it's that technique where you have like sh- uh, slow shutter speeds which is all kind of lost on everyone now in this stage of digital photography and shooting with your phones. But you can um, look at it and it's like a painting. And in fact, I had a whole bunch of stuff when I went to art school. I, I recreated some of that look where I did like long exposures and painted with light where you move like mm-hmm. a flashlight or a light source and get that kind of streaming, dreaming effect. And it was all inspired by the cover of Results.
2: It's also kind of reminiscent of Angie Dickinson in Drastic Hill. Yes, and she puts her hand up, except Liza Minelli doesn't have... The slice on the it. The slice through her hand. Thank goodness. W- done by a drag queen, played by Michael Caine. Whoa. Well, remember the video for losing my... Speaking of drag queens. Yeah. The video for losing my mind. Really, if you haven't seen it, you have to go look it up. But I don't... Was that like the first... One of the first times I really remembered... I Or I can remember seeing...
1: A, a drag queen or a gender fluid representation yeah. of some kind cuz it looked it actually looked like Peter Weller from RoboCop like with eye makeup and lipstick and rouge looking like he was in and the like middle a of... bustier yeah it was like it was like elements of stuff from like um, Madonna's Justify My Love video but like 2 years beforehand when Madonna brought it more mainstream it was like a little fringe element in this Liza It's video. a
2: really cool video but it's also
1: a very Odd video, and you know,
2: it's just, it's kind of like all these little vignettes of her like kind of cracking, and is she losing her mind? Is a know, very dreamlike Yeah. looks. Is this real, or is this really happening, or there's this odd drag queen that's staring at me through a window, and...
1: I would have loved for her to have made a music video for this album with David Lynch directing. That would no, have been great. No. Oh yeah, that would have been wonderful. Shut up. But he was busy starting the first season of Twin Peaks <sighs> at the time. Are you getting enough riboflavin in your diet? What does riboflavin do for you? Well, it's it's vitamin B. Well, I took my multivitamin pills,
2: <laughs> but I think you're like deficient in something. Because I'm definitely you deficient keep in something. Talking about the same subject over and over, and uh, let the record show, we did have a message this week. Um, not from just a listener, but also one of our good friends. And she would really like you to shut up about Twin Peaks.
1: So. Well, you know who you are and duly noted, but no. no, X, O, X, O, no.
2: She wants to know what, what's why, the deal. yeah, what's the deal? What, why are you so hung up on it?
1: Because I always have been. Yeah, so it is what it is.
2: I'm like bored of like having to do my Twin Peaks sigh. Well, it was just
1: announced for home video release, just in time for Christmas. It has nothing to do with Liza or her results. The results of it all. Well, let's talk about her third single, Um, So Sorry I Said. Do you remember how I used to sign,
2: sign letters? Yeah. Instead of sincerely, I would write so sorry i said
1: and it would have nothing to do with the content of Yeah, the i wouldn't letter. be sorry
2: about anything, but yeah. Also, i like to i like to leave so sorry i said on in the comment section of things that you post like on Instagram or when i
1: or when i post something and there's like some complaining element or some sad yeah, aspect to it, you're like, "Oh, so sorry i said." So sorry
2: i said. By the way, i forgot to tell you I was behind a car yesterday, and its license plate was, oh, hello. (laughs) Isn't that funny? That is funny. We have this friend that we used to call, oh, hello, because we heard him say it like once. And then that was just his nickname for years. He He doesn't know that we called him that. Yeah. Oh, hello.
1: Oh, and speaking of, oh, hello, didn't you have another encounter with one of our listeners this week?
2: Um, oh, you mean at the bank? Yeah. yeah, the girl from the bank was back. Yeah, I thought she moved away or something. Or they moved her branch. But she's like, oh, I haven't seen you for, like, a month, but I've heard you. So that was very nice. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully she'll enjoy this call-out right now. She strikes me as someone that does not care about Liza
1: Minnelli, so... Maybe she just likes to hear you talk. <laughs> yes, I'm looking at a picture of Liza just... Cheerfully walking across a street in the rain, barefoot, with just a raincoat. Looks like she's naked under the raincoat.
2: Well, maybe she was. This is such a good album. I want everyone to go out and buy it.
1: Well, we're spoiling it by playing complete tracks from it.
2: So I should follow up about my problems that I had with Amazon in getting this album. So I think I talked about it on last week's episode how i had pre-ordered the reissue of this album supposed to get it on september 1st which was on a friday and the podcast we did that weekend was going to be the one that we're doing right now so we had to, de- to delay it and make other plans but i had all kinds of problems with amazon Concerning several orders and I called them and it's really hard to find their phone number by the way. Oh, I know when you try to contact us for help, it's yeah. like, don't look for their phone number on their website. Just Google it. If you ever have to call them. Yeah, But, um, so I was just like, what's the deal with like, I had several things, you know, that I had ordered and none of them were coming. And one thing that came said it was delivered to a, to a mailroom and I don't have a mail room because I live in a house and blah, 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 blah. So I called and complained and they gave me one free month of Amazon Prime because they fully admitted to messing up. And then I was talking about the Liza Minnelli album because they had sent me an email that said I was going to get it like between... September 15th and October 3rd but it didn't say when so I was just like you know what is it what's the point of pre-ordering something if I'm not going to get it the day it comes out and I had to talk to somebody else and to make a very long story short I, I mean it's on the phone like over 45 minutes they gave me a $30 credit on my Amazon account and because I cracked the whip I got four things in the mail the next day Or, it was two days. And one of them was Liza's.
1: Well, So. So, basically, to anyone who's having Amazon delivery woes... Call them. Or have Kevin call on your behalf.
2: No, you can call yourself. And I was very nice. I was very polite. I wasn't mean. There's no point in getting mean and cranky and crabby with them. Mm -hmm. Um, I was very nice about it. And I was like, you know, I understand that these things happen. But I'm just... I keep having problems. And... The thing that I think got them was when I said, I don't think Amazon Prime is being advantageous to me. And it was like, they were afraid maybe I was going to, you know, cut that out. So that's why they gave me all the stuff, a free month and $30. And with that $30, I got the new season of Alice that just came out
1: on DVD. The fifth season. Congratulations. Which is my least favorite season. Because it prominently features Academy Award winning actress Diane Ladd. What did she win an Academy Award for? Alice doesn't live here anymore. She No, she didn't. She's barely in that movie. I think she won. I think you're wrong. I'll look it up right now. Okay. Live. Well, live with a pause. And I was wrong. She was just a nominee. For and a-
2: and she there must have been slim pickings for nominees that year because... Scott, she is not good. Oh, she's great. And you can even talk to Corey about this because we've we, we have talked
1: about how rotten she is on Alice. Well, I'm not saying she was great on Alice. I just like her as an actress. I was
2: so, I was so glad when
1: they got rid of her on that show. Poor
2: thing. There's this really um, irritating opening credit of Alice that season where... Um, it shows her shaking her hair and throwing her arms out like to hug someone. And I just, like, I want to throw a shoe at the TV
1: every time I see that. Well, she left Alice to bigger and better things like appearing in Disney's Something Wicked This Way Comes. Anyway, Liza was not
2: in any of that. That's what we're here to talk about. Not stupid Diane Ladd. Well, we were
1: talking about we got sidetracked, so sorry, I said. So... Well, let's play some of So Sorry I Said. We won't play the whole song because we really hope that we inspire people who don't have this album to buy it or to stream it so that Eliza gets some pennies from your stream. It's a ballad. And it's a beautiful song.
2: And Pat Shop Boys do have a version, like a demo version of this, on one of their further listening CDs.
1: As well as Losing My Mind, they've released that as a B-side. They just have never released their own version of Don't Drop Bombs, which is very regrettable. But anyway, here's some of So Sorry I Said.
0: How tough it gets. Don't talk to me about it to pay off your debts. I worked on overtime, and you say you never believe in me.
2: So this song, according to the booklet, um, it was rumored to have been earmarked by Neil and Chris at the Pet Shop Boys as a duet for Liza Minnelli to do with Frank Sinatra. But Liza wanted Neil Tennant to sing it with her, not Frank. But she just wound up singing it by herself. And she has said of this, she says of this song. Isn't that a pretty song? It's so lovely. It just kills me. I just love that song. I don't know any woman who hasn't been in that position thinking, oh, I'm such an idiot. All I had to do was make a move of some kind. Instead, I'm just saying, oh, I'm sorry. I think we've all been there. Have we, Liza? Have we? I'm sure you've been.
1: So sorry. Plenty
2: plenty of times that you've done stuff to be sorry for. Sorry. You're not Canadian. I just like to say it that way. Michael J. Fox always said that on Family Ties. But he's supposed to be from Ohio. Well, he but he is. Um, the character was, but he's Canadian. hmm Yes, I'm taking a drink of my goddamn
1: Coke. Well, I've got some delicious... Ice in my glass here with um, spring water. That glass looks dirty. It's got some uh, dishwasher marks on the outside of it. Or you something need to like get that. yourself some finish. Well, I have some jet, jet dry. I have jet dry in there, but it doesn't always work. Accurately.
2: Yeah, I bought some jet dry and it did not work at all. Like, I can't, I don't put any sort of plastic in my dishwasher
1: now because it was all getting ruined. Oh, with. Residue that would not go away. Yeah. Well, that's where you need to hire have help at home. Yeah. Like to clean it by hand.
2: Oh, I can clean it
1: by hand myself better than anyone
2: else can. I don't trust the cleanliness of
1: objects in my house to anyone but me. It's probably a good policy. So there were other notable tracks on this besides like Rent, which we mentioned, which was a Pet Shop Boys cover that had been, you know on one of their previous albums. She also did a cover of their song, Tinnitus Forever. And then another single that was uh, released was Love Pains, which was very enjoyable as well. That was a cover of a Yvonne Elliman song. And it's been done by actually several disco divas. And we can't not mention Twist in My Sobriety. Which the Tanita Tikaram cover song. song. Yeah, that's a lot of fun too. So yes. basically... Liza Minnelli's Results is essential music, not just from the 80s, but I would just say in general. So good luck getting this reissue from Amazon. And don't think you can walk into some Best Buy and pick it up either, because that's not going to happen.
2: Yeah, I wanted to go to Best Buy to get the new Madonna,
1: like Blu-ray
2: slash Concert. concert Rebel Heart tour thing. And no Best Buy in our state has it because so, I kind of, I just, I meant to pre-order it from Amazon, wow. so
1: I could get it, you know, the day it came out. Not that I would have. Oh, get this! Remember, I was all belly aching about um, the um, there was a Twin Peaks: The Return soundtrack for the uh, mute the songs at the Roadhouse that would Target, Target have exclusive. Thing. Yeah. And on the day it came out, I went to their website, or actually the day before, and wanted to reserve it to pick up in store. And when it was available Did you already talk sale, about this
2: last week?
1: Well, no, there's another part to it. Oh, okay. um, they uh, It said there were no copies of it anywhere within 100 miles. No Target store had it in stock. So I just ordered it. And because I have a Target red card, um, I was able to get it for no, sh- no shipping charge. So it shipped and I got it like on Tuesday of last week. Anyway, I went to Target that Sunday beforehand after it had already come out. And the nearest Target to us did have it in stock. Ugh. But, I, I mean, it was the same price. I got it still delivered a couple of days later. But it said on the website, not available in any stores here. And then it was there. Well, I guess you can't tr- trust those websites. Never trust a website.
2: I, I don't know. I kind of trust that Best Buy doesn't have Madonna's. thing. I remember like her last live album thing that came out. Um, was real hard to find. It was th- several years ago, but I remember going into a Best Buy just assuming that, you know, it was a major release and they didn't have it.
1: Sorry, I've got to do something really quick. There's a spider that's in my door frame that I have to go oh, put in this box. You talk for a moment about getting that. Take the though. spider
2: and take it outside. Have you noticed how spider spiders have been everywhere this year? Like I've got spider webs on my front porch, and I don't want to like kill them or you know break the spider webs down because that's a lot of work. But I also don't want my house to look like Halloween
1: house all year round. No spiders were injured in the removal of the spider from my house. So that's the action segment of this particular that's episode. Okay,
2: well we're gonna move on to new
0: releases, please.
1: So clearly your new release is the Liza Minnelli Results Expanded Edition box set. My new release is... Well, no, I had something else to talk about.
2: Well, by all means. No, you go ahead. All right. You talk about
1: yours. My new release is not a new movie, but it's new to me. It's the 2014 science fiction thriller called Under the Skin starring Scarlett Johansson. Never heard of it. And it's really, really good. It's very dark and mysterious and creepy and kind of gruesome in parts but it's also beautiful uh has very little dialogue scarlett doesn't speak very much oh well, it. that's good since she's so staccato and she plays
2: an alien in it who she speaks like this oh hi i'm scarlett johansson and this week i'll be hosting saturday night live the special musical guest is me performing tom wait's songs oh god yeah i just like i don't hate her as a person and i think she's pretty but i just i get so bored when i watch her in
1: in movies she it's like she has no range of emotion or anything well that's perfect for this part because she plays an alien and she is in scotland and she goes around and drives a van and she picks up men and then takes them back to this house and they end up walking into this it's like a all black room and they follow her, as she seduces them through the room, and then they end up sinking into this black floor, and then they go underneath. It's like liquid, and then it's solid, and their bodies are absorbed by some force that sends that energy back to her planet. Made up. It's really good. It's called Under the Skin, and it was only $5.99 on the Amazon. I was
2: That's that $5.99 you could have spent on a Starbucks. something
1: else. One half of a Starbucks drink. I'm very happy to have it. I've been wanting it for years.
2: Well, you're going to have to move someplace else now that has more storage space.
1: Nope, I just threw something else away. Some old standard definition DVD on my shelf that I'd never watch again.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Well. Oh, well, then there's other new releases. What? They announced new iPhones. Oh.
2: Anyway, (laughs) um, my new release of the week is... It's the return of one of my favorite shows, Called Better Things. It's on FX and it stars um, Pamela Adlon, who used to be Pamela Siegel or Segal. I don't know how you pronounce her name. She was. Um, she won half a Double Trouble? No, she was um, Doris in Greece too. And then she was Kelly on The Facts of Life. Remember when they had that little thug girl that lived next door to them and was like shoplifting from the. Kind of. So uh, she has a different last name now because she was married and divorced and um, I guess she took her husband's last name. And she's done lots of voices for cartoons and video games, but she has her own show. It's kind of semi-autobiographical on FX, and it's about a single woman who's an actress with three daughters. And she's nominated for an Emmy Award for Best actress in a comedy well, show but the second season just came back it's i just really like it it's it's a really good show it's very kind of quirky and unusual it's not like a typical sitcom at all but she's got three daughters um one is like a 16 year old just like a typical you know 16 year old girl and then the middle daughter is having some uh, gender issues and then there's like a daughter, um, the the youngest one, um, who seems a little, she seems old, too old to be like what her age really is. But it's just a very interesting, interesting show. And the woman that plays her mother is from Absolutely Fabulous. She was one of um, Adina's like PR uh what do you call it? Just like her, like an enemy of Oh, course. her nemesis yeah, lady? Nemesis. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. So. Well, that show sounds familiar. I think I we talked about that before when it was on, and I remember hearing like the actress in it um, interviewed on NPR and they were talking about how good it was and I still have not checked it out.
2: Yeah, I think the first season, it just has like 10 episodes, mm-hmm. something like that. It seems like a lot of those shows that aren't on regular networks have... Um, shorter seasons and it's better that way I think anyway sometimes like uh, one of my other favorite shows on HGTV Good Bones which is filmed here in Indianapolis Um, I think their new season is already over with I haven't seen any of that yet I love that show I've seen commercials for It, it it makes Indianapolis look really nice I mean Indianapolis is a nice place but it's fun to see
1: it on TV there was another show that was on this week that had its premiere that I want to watch. I have not seen it yet. It's the new season of American Horror Story. Uh, oh. So that's all you have to say about uh, that. Mary
2: Cherry's on it. See? I'm not watching. i It's waiting. about evil clowns. I know Mary Cherry plays a bad person. Mary Cherry's one of our favorite characters from any TV show ever. She was on a TV show called, called Popular. And what's the actress's name? Leslie... Leslie Bibb. Yeah. And no.
1: Car- Leslie Bibb and Carly Pope. No. Oh, the actress that plays Mary Cherry? Sorry, That's I was thinking... What we're talking about. I was thinking about the actresses who were the stars of it. So it was Leslie Grossman. Yes, Leslie Grossman. I love her. She should be in everything. Well, and who was the, the bitchy character on that? Was it Tammy... What was her last name?
2: Oh, she was the one that was married to Melissa Etheridge. Yeah, Tammy Lauren? No, Tammy Lauren was the hooker name? from Packs of Life. Um, tried to get, you remember she tried to get Tootie into being a hooker?
1: Wow. On the roller skates. She and Tammy Lauren was a, on Angie. Okay, I just looked her up. It's Tammy Lynn Michaels. So forgive me, Tammy Lauren, for saying you were. Tammy
2: Lauren dog. of TV's Angie. The Donna Pascal sitcom. I need to order that box set.
1: Whatever happened to Sarah Rue?
2: Oh, she's on all kinds of things. I haven't seen her in a long time. She's on, well, she's on Mom sometimes. She's, um, she is the ex-husband's new wife on Mom, that Anna Faris sitcom. And I think she's on some other show that's like on TBS or something. Sarah Rue had her own sitcom on ABC for a few years called Less Than Perfect. She also played Roseanne on Roseanne. It was like a flashback episode when Roseanne was a teenager. She played
1: Roseanne. But it probably didn't really happen because of Roseanne's lies about the entire story. You need to really just stop talking about that because it makes you sound really uneducated. When I've been listening to podcasts this week about Twin Peaks, about the ending of it. Speaking like, of uneducated. A lot of people you know, were dissatisfied and they were talking about reactions to... TV series that had horrible endings, and on multiple occasions they mentioned Roseanne.
2: They're so. just going to ignore it. Yeah, for well, the, that's
1: that's for the best. And Will and Grace is ignoring their last episode, even too. though that wasn't horrible. But I didn't really love seeing them knowing that their characters were at odds and had a falling out and didn't yeah. see each other for years. Yeah, I, I didn't want to. I don't know why they thought anybody would want to see
2: that. I mean, I guess it's real life that ha- in real life that happens, but it's a sitcom,
1: right? And I'd rather see not a sh- real life. I'd rather see a show like that, like a sitcom, and a little bit kind of open ended, and just like their their lives go on. I don't need to see any final yeah. big changes. I don't know why they feel the need to do that sometimes on shows because I think that's what can ruin a, the ending of a show.
2: Yeah, and then they find themselves. I mean, who knew that you know ten years ago or however many years ago those shows ended. Who knew that there would be this new fad in television, you know, where shows are reborn again? So, and it's, I mean, there's just going to be more of them that come out.
1: Well, I was excited to find out that Grant Show, star of Morrow's Place, which is one of my favorite 90s guilty pleasures, is going to be starring in the reboot of dynasty.
2: Well, a reboot is different. I know. The, these other
1: ones are sequels. They're like continuations. No, they're just they're not
2: sequels. They're just Well like same they're characters. calling they're calling the new Will and Grace they're
1: calling it the tenth season of Will and Grace. Uh, so well just like the X Files is that was their tenth season or whatever it was, they picked up continuity. And in fact Twin Peaks was called Twin Peaks the Return and all the marketing. But now just shut up. it says Shut up, shut up, shut up. Third season, da, 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 da. third season. Shut up, shut up. Third season. Third season. Shut up. Shut up. Season
2: three.
1: Possible season four.
2: No. David Lynch said it would take years. It took him four and a half
1: years to write this one and he just left it at that. Well like Debbie Gibson once said, everything or anything is possible. Debbie Gibson's on the new Dancing with Stars. Wow. More power to Debbie
2: Gibson and other performers on that show. So my mom loves Dancing with the Stars. And uh, I saw... I was in line at Target the other day. There's like a People Magazine special issue all about Dancing with the Stars like all it covers all the seasons and everything and I thought oh my mom would enjoy reading this that would be a treat and I picked it up and almost threw it in the car and thank god I looked at the price it was like 12.99 right for a
1: freaking magazine I know it's just there's a really nice entertainment weekly uh, issue all about Stephen King movies and it's really really nice I'd like to get it but it's 12.99 also and it's like uh, this is like a, a glorified it's a periodical. It's a magazine. It's not like a keepsake thing that you're gonna have forever. I know
2: when I'm in line at the grocery or Target, and I look at the magazine, the magazines that are there, should be, you know, like the five dollar kind of magazine, the thing that you just read and you, you know, throw in your recycle bin right. or give it to a friend. It shouldn't be like the twelve ninety nine. I'm gonna keep this forever kind of a thing there were several george michael magazines that came out from different companies when he died and i
1: didn't buy any of those because they were just too expensive i did buy probably about three or four different magazines but they were like heavy duty covers and nicer for prints when he passed away so and i do want to uh, acknowledge the passing of harry dean Stanton, who's a hollywood legend and Rest in Peace, Harry Dean Stan. He was 91 years old. I he didn't even know what podcast was. I won't mention what show he was on, but he was on in many, many. He was many, from
2: many Pretty movies. and Pink. That's what he was known for. And Alien.
1: And um, Twin Peaks. Yeah. He was Molly Ringwald's dad in Pretty and Pink. And he was in Repo Man. He was in Escape from New York and Christine. He was in Pretty and Pink. That's what we know him from. He was in a lot of things. He Pretty and Pink. Pretty. Pink. Not on Blu ray. Yeah,
2: we need to like file a motion to get that on Blu ray. That's Blu-ray.
1: insane that that's not available. All right, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode. You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash I'm So Sure Podcast.
2: And you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash I'm So Sure Podcast. And as Kevin is a place on earth on Instagram, hashtag I'm So Sure Podcast. If you enjoy listening to our podcast the podcast, you should share
1: us with a friend. And also take a moment and go to iTunes and go to the podcast page. Find us there and give us a five star review and give us a or I mean five stars and give us a little short rating, if you feel. So inclined. That
2: would be the short reading. You're talking about a short review. Short review, yes. Sorry. They're, and now they're going to review these people are idiots and can't even finish the sentence.
1: But I'm tired struggling. of talking, so I'm tongue-tied and twisted. Yes. Yes, you are. Yes. All right. Well, until next time, I'm Scott. I'm Kevin. I'm so sure. Bye. Bye.
0: And totally destructive When you've erupted You're totally destructive Don't Don't drop bombs, baby Don't drop bombs Just stay calm, baby No more bombs, baby Don't drop bombs Baby, don't drop bums Just stay calm, baby, no more bums I'm so sure